Welcome to the Grove Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Damon, and I'm the youth pastor at Grove Church here in Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today. Today I'm going to be discussing my last Sunday's message with one of my students. And if you happen to miss the message, I've actually included it for the last half of the podcast. So you can feel free to check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope that you're encouraged by the message and the discussion. All right, so we are, all right, you know, there's a voice crack. Okay, sorry, we had to restart there. We all (laughs) fell apart. Uh, So uh, we are recording in the Grove Worship Studio. I am here with Brayden Weigel. Brayden, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. Well, so this is the first thing that we are recording in our worship studio. So congratulations. You are a part of history. Wow. How does it feel? Uh, it's kind of. I'm kind of sweating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I'll, you just grew about two inches. You feel like a big man. That's <laughs> good. Uh, it's also good to know that my voice crack was like the first thing that was heard out of this place. Let's go. So hopefully that's not an indicator of the things to come. <laughs> Hopefully we uh, we get better, make some progress. Um, so, Braden, last night we talked about we do- talked about peace, and uh, specifically in the in the context of Galatians five twenty two, um, what what was the um, what was the the favorite part? Your favorite thing about the message last night? Well, last night we talked about um, how like we should be like peaceful mm-hmm. um just in our lives our conversations and um one thing that really stuck out to me is that like there's not a lot of peace especially with this generation it's like if yeah. it's not one thing it's another thing yeah and so well so you know it's funny i just saw a it was a I, i'm sure it was clickbait to a degree but there had to be like a kernel of truth. I saw a, you know how Jeff, Jeff Bezos is going to space or whatever. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. You know, so Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, billionaire. Uh, I guess once you make enough money, you can literally build a rocket ship and go to space. And that's what he's doing. And these 185,000 people have signed a petition to m- make him stay in space. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want him to come back. And it's these people who don't like billionaires, don't like mass, you know, massive wealth or whatever. Right. But like, imagine signing a petition to keep another human being in space and telling them they can't come back. That's, <laughs> That's just like not nice. Yeah. And you're signing a petition, like your name is on it, saying. How would that even work? Like they just like I, you pass can't, a law. I don't know like how you Jeff enforce Bezos it. No. no longer allowed to. Like enough people vote <laughs> so you can just keep people off the planet. No, I don't. No. I don't think. Yeah, I think change.org has a – there's a limit to <laughs> how much they can, they can do. So, it, you know, that is – people were, like, gladly signing their name on that. They're, they're clearly stating, like, not only do I disagree with, you know, billionaires or maybe capitalism, whatever it is, but I want you to stay in outer space and right, not come like, back to this planet. You can't even enjoy, like, earth, right. nature, anything. Just yeah. like stay in – uh, so Go back I, into space. I, it's just it's amazing to me that people are we've reached a point where not only is peace not that it's not normal. Peace is definitely not normal um, in, in terms of like the world. Obviously, every day, millions, billions of people walk around, 
and like don't attack people like physically but just thing in our conversations facebook twitter instagram the comment section you know in youtube videos or whatever right people just fight they're always bickering um and then the fact that people are willing to sign a petition to keep a man in space is just like how normal is it to just cause huge problems you know yeah it's and like that's really really sad to me <coughs> so um and so yesterday we we specifically sorry sunday we specifically defined what peace is in this context because you know you have uh, the peace that passes all understanding that the holy spirit can give which is like a comfort thing but right. um that that's not the the specific type of peace that paul was talking about in galatians he was talking more about like tranquility kind of tranquility so, uh, in what way like you don't have to worry about going outside and then like having people like not like you everyone's just kind of chill with everyone right right and and the the reason that you could walk outside and have that kind of peace is because this specific type of peace is relational peace, like peace between people. So right. when you think of like a good neighbor or something, you walk outside and just like wave to the dude and he's like, Hey, how's your grill or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have a house yet. I have an apartment, so I don't have a grill, but, yeah. um, it's it's uh it's peace it's harmony amongst individuals and so um we went into ephesians 2 14 uh, through 16 and it's talking about how in as christ died in his body he then he broke up the whole problem between the jews and the gentiles he made it to where we don't they don't have to disagree and hate each other anymore because if you're in christ as the verse says you're a new thing. You're a new people. You're no longer a Jew or a Gentile first. You're a Christian first. And then whatever the difference is, it, it doesn't matter because right. you are in Christ, right? Does that sound like something the world could, uh, could, could kind of apply to itself today? I mean, yeah, because like, just like, especially in America, like, yes. Just, like, anytime I see anyone from, like, another country mm -hmm. comment on, like, the racial tensions in America, yeah. they're like, what on earth? Like, yeah. they're like, take a chill pill. Like, what is going on? Yeah, well, it's it's nuts. Like, I I feel so bad. Like, I, I, I've never had to, I've never had to pay this much attention to race as, as I have, like, lately. I, it, I just, I see people and I wave to them or I, depending on how well I know them, I'll go up and have like a whole conversation with them. But now I literally, and, and it's something I fight against. I, it's kind of like how the, um, you know, like Terminator or whatever, he has his, his eyes and he can like identify like, oh, this person is this. Right. I, I fight this, but the first thing that comes to my mind is like a oh, black person or or colored person or and and I I try to fight that because my first instinct is to be like oh so so Lawrence is uh, one of our facilities operators here and it's just like that's Lawrence that's my guy Lawrence right it doesn't matter whether or not he's black or white it just 
So the the society that we live in with with social media and stuff and even the news is pushing so much of the differences between people that we're trained, we're being trained to at first identify differences. Right. But instead of just like that's a person. Right. Like, or that's a brother in Christ. Exactly. He he's a Christian. Like it doesn't matter what what our differences are. And by the way, skin color is basically not even a difference. Right. There's there's cultural things and there's you know economic things that play a way bigger part in in the differences between people than the the color of their skin. You know. Exactly. So I I just the the not only the world and the country could use peace, but the body of Christ as as the church, we just have to be better about. Thinking, just thinking about what unifies us, that is Christ, and then moving on, being at peace with one another and advancing the gospel. Because if we're all here fighting each other, if the bride of Christ is beating itself up, then the people who need Jesus aren't hearing about it from us, you know? I, either that or they're hearing negatively about it. Right. From, I mean, it's yeah. only showing them, like, they're talking about unity in Christ and they're not even demonstrating it. Right. Meanwhile, they could be following another, you know, some some other missionary from another religion could come up and knock on their door. It's like, well, I've heard a lot about Christians, but right now they're beating each other up and this Muslim is right in front of me telling me, so I'll listen to him. Right. Exactly. You know, like we're we're missing out on uh on opportunities because we're fighting. So the body the the body that's actually one of the questions. How do you feel that the church at large does uh, exemplifying peace to one another just in general how do how do you feel that we do i feel like to one another we're we're doing all right uh, i mean i haven't paid attention to any like potential like cross denominational church politics recently mm-hmm. um but like not just between ourselves but like between us and the world I feel like the world views us as judgy because all that they hear about us and from us is like criticism of sure. the world instead of just the love that we should be sure. sending out there. Yeah, well, um, you know, like we're just coming out of uh, June, which is also called Gay, Gay Pride Month, or actually that's outdated. That's just, it's just everything LGBT. Q, whatever is that's all June. It's Pride. Sorry, just Pride Month is what it's called. Um, and and the church should be known as a place where we can we can talk to talk to folks, regardless of what their their background is or their ideologies, um, while holding firm to Scripture. But um, there there are definitely Christians who um, are are known more for their their propensity to uh, cause an argument or a, a problem because right. they're they're not they're not interested in having a civil discussion. And now, on the flip side, there is a lot of bait going on, like people True. people trying to to get one another. So uh, unbelievers who know that they're they're going to touch a very sensitive uh, topic, 
just to get Christians riled up, that happens too. But that right, kind of just exactly. goes back to the lack of peace in the world. People kind of trying to argue. Um, so between believers, do you think the church does a good job? So the church to the church, how do you feel like we do? I feel like it's pretty all right. Just mm-hmm. like um, differences between like like most like Protestant denominations I feel like pretty chill gel with each other but then like some places I'll go people will be like really like criticizing of like Catholics sure and I know a lot of people who are Catholic and like they're chill and they're good Christians like Mm -hmm. it's just like the slight differences in doctrine that we're like hung up on yeah well, so, you know, one of them is, like, uh, the sprinkling in baptism versus, like, full submersion. Right. It's like, all right, how about you go to your library and you study for 20 years about why sprinkling is okay, and I'll go to my library and study for 20 years about why submersion is okay, and then we'll argue about it. And it's just like, actually, you're both wasting 20 years of your life talking about something that pretty much doesn't matter at all. Meanwhile, there are people going to hell who need the gospel, right. and you're talking about something that's basically completely unimportant. And uh, it, that's that's a very small part. You're you're right. I think for the most part, Christians don't get hung up. You know, like your everyday Christian isn't going to get hung up on those silly things, those differences. Right. But there, there are some believers who just need to realize, like what is the importance? Like, what's the important stuff here? And and who needs this gospel message? Now let's go tell people and, exactly. and forget the tiny, again, the differences, what unites us. We believe the gospel. We believe that Jesus lived the perfect life, died and rose again for our sins so that we could then be unified with God again. All right, cool. So now let's move on. Let's go to share the gospel, you know? I, yeah. I, the church in general, I think, is is decent. Like you said, they're, they're all right. Um, but I think in general, we just all have to get better about not not looking for things to, to argue about. Yeah. Um, so peace, peace being a choice, and we, we talked uh, when Emily and I did the podcast about joy, choosing joy, um, even in a difficult circumstance— uh, peace is also a choice, right? And and last night I talked about some stuff like um, when someone's trying to get under your skin, someone's trying to uh, cause a problem, It it's tough to choose peace in those moments, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, sometimes people are literally just looking for ways to to annoy us. And, and I don't understand why it f- apparently feels better to fight and to argue than it does to just like be at peace with people but that's, there's just something flawed about humans that seems to enjoy strife well, yeah you always got like stick it to them you know right and, and it's it, not really what we should be about right like it's always a power thing mm-hmm. like in this situation we could just go up shake hands and be equals but for some reason the guys got to do that thing where they uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but when you shake hands, apparently if you, you know, like a guy will flip his hand on top of the other guy's hand 
to assert dominance. I am the and alpha. Then, right, literally, yeah. I'm the alpha. And then to cancel that, the if if I flip my hand on top of your hand, you grab my arm, and that's like neutral now. <laughs> and I just I, I hate that. It's like why do you have to do this? Why do you have to literally meet me and demonstrate your dominance? You know, it, it's yeah. so weird. I, you've never had anyone do that? No. Yeah, I've been I mean, the most I've done is like, just like with one of my friends, just like when you squeeze too yeah, hard oh, on yeah, that yeah, handshake yeah. and you're like, or you ah. like, you crush their <laughs> knuckles. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you literally meet someone and they just are like, I'm better than you. It's the, it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing. Um, but again, it just shows like the, our insecurity, our pride, all of it causes so many problems. It causes a lack of peace because it's like, um, because I'm insecure, I'm going to flip my hand on top of yours right? to show you that I'm superior. It, and, and that just, it does so little to actually help that it, it goes in the opposite it's not it's not causing peace it's it's actually causing hostility between two people who otherwise were just gonna meet and right. shake hands you know yeah um but that that leads to the next point that to be at peace with people takes spirit control you yeah. know and, and like we look at the world with the hate injustice violence anger bitterness the total lack of forgiveness, fighting, hostility, like the list goes on and on. There's no peace, but it also makes sense because the vast majority of the world doesn't have the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. And that that is what the when when Paul calls these things the fruit of the spirit, he's saying this is what happens when you have the spirit. Right. So it makes total sense that the world doesn't have those things. Because it doesn't have the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's completely, um, have you have you seen any, uh, I don't know what social media you have or anything, but like, is there anything that you've seen lately that's like, what's the latest just blow up or demonstration of the absolute lack of peace in the world? Have you seen anything lately? I mean, I've, I've recently been getting into like, actually seriously like working out right and Mm -hmm. a lot of gym culture is like really nice and they're super supportive but Mm -hmm. then like you go a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. and then there's this other half that is like there's this thing called mogging so like when you're at a gym i don't know what that is yeah when you're at a gym um some gyms like not like planet fitness because they like don't let you wear like tank tops and stuff and it's Uh a whole thing but like at some gyms there's just a place where like people and like bodybuilders go to like flex in the mirror and like check their progress. Okay. And so mogging is when this, you're like, someone's flexing Mm -hmm. in this area, like just to like see their gains, you know? And then you come in and you stand like right in front of them and like you're bigger than them, you're more defined than them and you're just like completely embarrassing them because you're, you're like bigger and better than them. Oh. So... Got it. So just you're, like, you're like literally stepping in front of someone yeah. who is checking out their, their progress and flexing your progress even harder. Right. 
to just like assert your dominance and it's like so how many what, times what have you done that to people i'm just i'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. um it's just like because like a lot of like the great parts of the gym is just like you're going you're healthier mm-hmm. you feel a lot better yeah and everyone's supportive but yeah then, for, for the most part people are in there for the same reason they're right. trying to better themselves exactly it's a it's a good supportive community that's that's good and then and it, then it's there's called this mogging yeah like mog okay mog. all right and it's like but why why would you do that like yeah there's like 30 feet of mirror here just right exactly use up yeah a different section it's like the entire wall and you had to go right there and Ugh. be mean to that person and it's like and again most most of the people in the gym won't do that they'll right. do their workout and yeah. leave no problem but you do have this group of probably very insecure people who want to prove to everyone that they are the alpha or whatever. Right, yeah. And so they will go and flex right in front of somebody, like actually flexing on someone, which exactly. is just yeah. so messed up. Um, yeah, Planet, Planet Fitness does a good job of that. They're like, uh, it's... What, like no lunkheads or whatever. It, you yeah. know, if you slam the weights too hard, they literally have like a sensor <laughs> that goes off. It's called the lunk alarm. And if the sensor goes off, it's like because you were being obnoxious. Like if you need to slam the weight that hard, it was too heavy. <laughs> right. You were in control of the weight, which is the whole point of the exercise. Right. So it's like, they're, they're really good. Yeah. They're, they're all yeah. about like keeping it People are here to better themselves. Just keeping it low key, like right. casual. Don't don't go flexing on people and right, whatever. Honest, and it's honestly way cooler when you see a dude who's absolutely yoked, who's just walking around doing his thing. And he's just chilling. Exactly. Yeah, like you don't like, need to flex, dude. I know you're twice my size, exactly. and you could break me in half. <laughs> but thanks for not walking up and literally saying that to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so true that that most people are going to be chill, but those guys who will go and demonstrate why they're better than you, whatever, quote unquote, better than you. It's just an example of like how people are always looking to, some people are always looking to cause an issue. Um, But then in Matthew five, nine, we talked about this last night. God blesses those who work for peace, who work towards peace for they will be called the children of God. Um, I mean, in order to be, in order to be a believer, we're called to live in peace with one another, and so, I mean, Jesus, those are His words right there. Like, do you think that we're supposed to work toward peace with one another? I mean, yeah, because like, like when Jesus was like on the earth and in in His ministry, mm-hmm. like, it didn't matter like who you were, like. Yeah. The prostitute or the adulteress, like he would still love you, mm-hmm. um, and he would he would correct you, right? Yeah. Um, from like the sin that you're in, right? But he would still love you. Yeah. And totally. Yeah, and I mean that, and I think that's where, um, the saying "love the sinner, hate the sin," uh, that that saying is getting a lot of flack right now. It's it's. It's kind it's of getting so, taken out of context too. Yeah, and it's pretty, it's pretty harsh. Like hate the sin. It 
I totally understand what it means. Right, but when exactly. You, if you state that to the person that you're like, hey, I love you, but I hate the sin, they just might not receive that super well. So we need to be careful as we throw it, ab- throw it around. But uh, you're right. Jesus would – he did love people. He did associate with people who needed help. You know, he says, like, the, the a doctor doesn't need to come be with the healthy people. Right, exactly. The doctor comes to be with the sick people who need the help. Um, but I saw a really great uh, post the other day. It was really – it made total sense. You know, we talk about, like, yeah, I'm going to go into that group so that I can be a light. So you're going to go hang out with like five people, you know, are involved in stuff you shouldn't be involved in. And you're going to be like the change agent or whatever. And so I saw this thing and people use this argument. Well, Jesus hung out with uh, people who were drunk and uh, who were cheating and stealing and uh, the adulteresses and stuff like he hung out with them and the point of the post was like, yes, but they literally weren't the same after encountering Jesus. Right. But that group of people you're hanging out with, you are becoming more and more like them, which yeah. shows this has not been a good experiment. This has not exactly. gone the way that you stated you wanted it to. It's like, what what, what verse is that where it's like, um, bad company corrupts good character? Yeah. It's that whole thing. Like, yeah, totally. Like, Jesus is Jesus. He's not going to get corrupted by tax collector, prostitute, anything like right. that. But we're we're human. Yeah. And we, like... And even if you have the Holy Spirit, you're capable of going into situations and coming out, you know, unchanged or whatever. Right. But it's a heck of a lot harder. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, just kind of a word to to anyone listening. If if you feel like you're supposed to minister to like a group of people that are uh, that are kind of entangled in like various sins, just use extreme caution because if you throw yourself into a group of people who not only are who not only don't believe what you believe, but are actually going to lead you in the opposite direction, like they're going to lead you away from Jesus. Be very, very careful. And I would say most of the time you don't need to get involved with a group like that. Right. Cause peer pressure is real. Yeah, like, it totally is. Like, even if you're like your friends at school, if they're getting into like drugs and stuff, like at some point along the line, they're going to try to get you involved in with drugs as well. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not always like the, uh, you know, in like TV shows and stuff, it's some shady guy who's like, do you want to smoke of this? And it's just like, it's not always going to be that obvious. Like, right? no, actually, I'd, I'd like to run away now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you see like the cartoon character of the bad guy, it's like, no, no, say no. It's not. Oh, that's right. very rarely the case, actually. It's, but when it's like your friend. Right. Like, who's, who's just you, casually you value like, hey, their you opinion sometimes. And it's like, yeah. You you don't want them to instantly think that you're that you're lame or that or that you're judging them or whatever. Right. Uh, 
you know, it's not always going to be like this grandiose offer. Like, do you want to change like, your life with hey, drugs? Kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it can very well just be a very casual, like, hey, you want some? Yeah. And it's like and in that you're moment, in you're this, like, uh, you have to, you have to no, no kindly no. right, and like lovingly not do the drug. Like you have to decline. Yeah. But it's like, you don't want to get them mad at you. Yeah. And now, I mean, look, if, it, if the difference is getting them mad at you and you declining drugs, just decline it. Like, who that cares? If, if, the, if they get mad, true. like, very true. they get mad. But don't, what, it, it's impolite to decline the drugs? <laughs> like, I don't know what the culture is, but just, right. just don't do it. Just do the right thing. And no matter how weird things get with, with the person who you thought was your friend, a friend shouldn't be pressuring you to do things like that. Um, right. But, you know, it, whatever that fallout with them is, it's definitely better than, you know, you potentially ruining your life. Or even in that moment, just sinning at all. You yeah. know, like we, we don't we, – it's like we think momentary failures or sins or whatever are like tiny ones. But it's just like actually that that's just a sin. Like don't, don't do it. Yes, it also could have seriously long-lasting effects, but just – don't do it the first time because it was still wrong just in that moment, you know? Right. I think we – it's good to think ahead, but just think, is this right or wrong right now? And the answer is still wrong, right? Yeah. That was – the answer is still wrong, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah. so – Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do them. Don't do them. Um, was there anything from last night that you felt needed to be uh, elaborated on or explained more or, or just something that you wish, like, I would have talked about more? If not, you can just keep thinking about it. But just uh, just know, like, if something gets jarred loose, like, oh, yeah, I kind of wondered what you meant by that. Just feel free to ask me. Right. Um, so we've talked a lot about making peace with people, you know, being in harmony with others. Uh, struggling with with people always. Um, I made this point last night, and it was one of those like I. It's hard to say, but it needed to be said. Uh, you hear a lot of I hear a lot of Christians say, "I hate people," right or yeah. whatever, and 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 it's, some people think it's like they're just really introverted, but it's like right. <laughs> Introversion is when, like, you still enjoy the presence of others sometimes, but you need to like take a take a break and like decompress. Right. You know, be be by yourself or kind of in in just some some quiet. Right. For a minute, just you need more time, like alone or whatever, to recharge your batteries than an extrovert. So exactly. for me, I gotta be I gotta be around people. Yeah. Like I just, I got to be around people being not around people for too long drains me. Like mm-hmm. I get tired of not being around people. Whereas an introvert kind of goes out, they can be around people for a while and then they need to go just have some time alone. Nothing right, they're wrong. They're like social battery. Yeah. Nothing wrong with either one. 
But what I don't like is when people take it to this extreme of... They just don't go out. Or I hate people. Yeah. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean you hate people? Like, I, I'm a person, and you're telling me this. Do right, you hate like, me? Like, <laughs> is it really bothering you that much that I'm right here? You know, like, yeah. it, it's so interesting, especially believers. Like, this isn't just – this is not limited to unbelievers. It There are believers who actually say, I hate people. And this isn't to call out anyone in particular. It's just you have to think about Jesus, who he was, who he is, what he did while he's on earth. And his entire thing was about how much he loved us. Right. And then and I think you actually were the one who answered the question. What were Jesus's last words to us before he went back to heaven? Oh, yeah. Like, just go out and make disciples of all nations. Yes. Yeah. Like. That requires going out. That requires us to, and and it's not just like, oh man, Jesus asked us to go make disciples. Uh, Okay, I'll go do it. (laughs) We should do this out of love. Right. Like if, like I know the good news. I know where I'm headed. I know I'm going to heaven and I know what I'm being saved from both on earth and after I die. So how could you as a believer say that you hate people? Especially right. when you know what's awaiting those who don't have Jesus. Yeah, because just like on the surface, you're like, oh, yeah, going to share the gospel is great. But if you really think about it, if you choose not to, that could be that person's last chance to hear the gospel. Yeah. And it's like that's a lot more gravity to it. Yeah. Um, my, my father-in-law actually um, told me this story, and he he was – He's a contractor, so he drives, like, to different sites or whatever. And he was talking to this guy, asked the, asked the guy if he had any uh, spiritual beliefs, and he didn't. <clears throat> and they they kind of talked for a little bit about it, and the I guess it just wasn't necessarily going anywhere. So my, my father-in-law drove away, and then he felt this prompting, like, do you think that guy knows the Lord? And he was talking, he's like, No. And he said, so why did you drive away? Whatever this thing was. And, you know, we both believed that it was the Holy Spirit calling him, like, where are you going? Yeah. So he drove back. They keep talking, and he, he shares the, you know, the full gospel with the guy, and the guy gets saved. That's great. And, it's it, yeah, it's an awesome story. But the dude dies a month later. Wow. Like, that. what if that guy was, like, going to go on vacation after that job that day you know and he he wasn't he you know wasn't going to be around everyday life or uh you know when you're on vacation you don't like to be bothered by people you know you're kind of checking out whatever this dude may not have come across another believer you know right my father-in-law felt felt that prompting of the holy spirit and then obeyed it went back and sure enough you know the guy gets saved so there are there are so many people who need Jesus and because of our oh I hate people or oh sorry I'm an introvert like we literally miss opportunities yeah you know like Jesus never missed an opportunity to minister to someone like he was like 
that one story where the woman touches his cloak and is healed, like, he was going. Mm-hmm. You know, he had places to be. Mm-hmm. And he still took the time to, like, minister to this woman who touched yeah. his cloak and was healed. And yeah. it's like... He's like, I felt power come out from me. Uh, who did that? Right, exactly. That's one of the coolest lines ever, by the way. Like, I felt power leave me. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I have any. <laughs> I don't right. feel like I have... Like, I don't even know what it feels like to have power leave me but <laughs> that's such a cool line um so kind of as we're coming to the the end here like before before we can make peace with other with other people uh if we need the holy spirit to exhibit peace which is what paul's saying that means that we have to be at peace with god right uh which to start life we're not we're, we're not at peace with God because we were designed to be in a relationship with him, but because of our sin, that relationship was severed. We, we are not at peace with God. Uh, the Bible says that we're actually, while we, even while we were enemies of God. So like, there's no neutral. You're either on God's team or you're an enemy. Right. You're trying, you know, you're trying to stop him. Um, you know, the, the result of dying without Jesus is eternal punishment. It's hell. It's separation from him. And that's because God also has this attribute that people don't like to talk about. And that attribute is wrath. Right. They just, we, we don't talk about it. Like we've made a lot of mention of God's love. You know, he is love. He is. That's it. That is scripture. God right. is love. Um, but God is holy. Exactly. He is holy, holy, holy. That is his chief attribute. There is no other attribute that is more prevalent of God. He is holy. Right. Um, he's perfect. And he cannot be in the presence of unrepentant sin. And so uh, the definition that I found of wrath was strong, vengeful anger or indignation. And then the second definition was uh, retribu- retributory punishment for an offense or a crime. And so uh, God is capable of this unbelievably potent anger and indignation. And he is then going to give out this punishment for our crimes and our offenses. Right. Which are our plethora of sins. Yeah, because... Uh, why, why, don't, why don't we talk about that? I mean, a, lo- a lot of people only hear that, like, our God is a God of love. And so then they take that and they're like, they're confused and they feel a little bit hurt because they're like, how could a God of love send someone to eternal punishment? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, because love is just one of his attributes. Like, you can't leave out the wrath part. Yeah. Yeah, Because if you do, then you have a bunch of people that it's like, well, if you take it from perspective of he's a god of love you can't like right you can't do that right it's, it, like, it's because they were they were painted uh an incomplete picture right exactly of who god is because yes he is love but there is repentance required i do love you but you have to turn away from what you're doing and follow me right right and it's almost like saying uh oh what what's disney world and then you're like oh it's so fun and so someone's like, all right, cool, I'll go. 
and then they find out it's really expensive <laughs> and it's in Orlando, Florida, which is it's really like, hot. Yeah. They're like, like, how, how could a, really a place, fun place this fun yeah. Right, yeah. How could a place this fun be this expensive? And it's just like, yeah, that's a part of it. Exactly. Like, did no one tell you that? You know? Yeah. It, God has so many attributes and God is perfect. There's no being better than him, no being higher than him. Uh, but we have to know about all of the attributes and because of his holiness, there is a punishment for, uh, for our unrepentant sin and for the active rejection of him while we're in this life. Um, and so that, that's why the whole gospel is so important to, to preach, which is, yes, God loves you and wants a relationship with you. Uh, but because of your sin, because of that thing that he cannot be around, that peace between you and God was broken. And now the only way for that peace to be restored is for you to accept that God himself came down to this earth, lived the sinless life that you're supposed to be living that you couldn't. He lived that life for you, then died the death that you deserved, and then came back from the dead, conquering that which no other human could conquer. Death is like final. That's it. Right. There's nothing nothing we can do to stop it. Everyone's going to die. But Jesus coming back from the grave showed that he does have power over it in a way that no other being in the universe does. Um, so in order to have peace with other people, you have to have peace with God first. And that is that is done by accepting Jesus, accepting uh, his sacrifice, believing in him, and allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your life and change you from within. So um, that's, that is how, literally it's a formula, how to be at peace with people, how to be at peace with God. You have got to surrender everything in your life, turn to him, and uh, allow the Holy Spirit to turn you into who he wants you to be. So cool. Well, if if there's nothing else you'd like to add, then um, I'd really appreciate you being here. I hope this was a, uh, I hope this was a solid first, first recording from this worship studio. Congratulations again on being, uh, being the first, the first to touch down in this uncharted territory. (laughs) Uh, But we really appreciate you being here and uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks, Braden. So there's a little recap. There's a little recap for uh, how our last couple weeks have gone. They are over. We are in the new times. Okay, things are better. All right, we're we're here. We're together. That rhymed. And uh, I, and I'm uh, I'm so so happy to be here. I didn't take that picture. Just a heads up. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. I would have, like, sold that if I took it. Um, anyway, I love you guys. I really do. Emily and I genuinely have, like, we were actually very sad to not, to not be with you. So uh, we're very happy to be back, and it's gonna, we're going to have a great night tonight, okay? So let me pray for us real quick, and then we'll get in, all right? God, thank you for today. Thank you so much for all that you've given us. And Lord, 
even when things don't go the way that we would have planned, Lord, we know that you are sovereign and you're all powerful. And we know that you are able to, uh, to work things together in a way that maybe we do not always see. So Lord, right now, I, I trust you. I trust you with my life and I trust you with every single life in this room. I trust that tonight you, you have a plan to do, <coughs> to do something that only you can do. And so, God, we, we wait. We wait for you to do that. Lord, I just ask that uh, anything that I say tonight would only be of you and that they would hear only your words and that nothing of my own heart or mind uh, would be heard. Only that which you have for them this evening. Lord, we love you. This time is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> All right. If you have a snack or something, go ahead and pop it. And then after it's empty... Just after it's heavy, don't throw it away. Don't get up and throw it away. There will be time for that. And if you have to go to the bathroom, only go for emergencies, please. Okay? All right. So, tonight we're talking about peace. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, and peace. I'm going to be genuinely shook if anyone knows what that... Matthew. Actually, hold on. World War I. Stop! (laughs) Get him out! I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Matthew, what is that? What? What? Everyone clap. Okay, now, here's the thing. Guys, I know that this event happened, and that's about it. So please do not correct me on a bunch of historical details. That's not the point. All right? So this was the Christmas truce in World War I. All right? <clears throat> so in World War I, there was this thing called trench warfare. All right? And it's literally where one side dug a really long tunnel, like, but it... Was it, the ground was like they, they were on the ground. It wasn't underneath. It was just a big hole that was super long. And then this side built the same thing. And they would pop out and shoot the other guys and then go back in the hole. And they, they, that's how they fought in the war. <clears throat> Which sounds awful to me. That just sounds like it was a terrible time. And it was cold. And the, if there was rain, it goes into the trenches. And so if it's cold and wet, your shoes are getting soaked. And so it's, have you guys ever run in like completely soaked shoes? Yes. It makes it feel like, it makes it literally feel like it's your first day running. You like feel so uncoordinated. And these guys were running for their lives. So, you know, that was probably a terrible feeling. Owen. Hold on, hold on, everyone. Ugh. Okay, let it out. Owen, okay, Owen, continue. Alright, thanks. Alright, so this is what, I'm not going to take any more hands. No more hands. No more hands. Owen, that's freaking disgusting. Thank you. These guys had diseases all over their feet because of the, the cold rain and the dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Alright, let's talk about peace. Okay? Shh. Okay, so here's the thing. Hey, here's the thing. So the Christmas truce 
was uh, literally on Christmas Eve, the trenches, each, uh, it was like at nighttime, so the fighting was kind of calming down. By the way, uh, so you got one trench here, one trench here, and then in between is called no man's land. That was a bad idea to go into no man's land because you have, you have no cover and you could be shot by the other bad guys. Um, so it was nighttime, it was kind of calming down. And then this, this trench, so it was the, uh, this is actually a picture of some English soldiers and some German soldiers, okay? The one, uh, one of the trenches starts singing Christmas songs. Because it's, you know, still, it's still Christmas time. I mean, yeah, this guy's dead and... If I look over the, the mound here, I'll get shot in the face. But it's still Christmas. So they're like, silent night. And, they're, they're, um, and then the, the Germans are like, wait, wait, wait. What? Guys, they're singing a Christmas song. So they actually decided, some guy was like, hey, it's Christmas tomorrow. Can we not fight? And then someone was like, yeah, good idea. <laughs> and so um, I don't know who the brave soul was who was like, you guys want to, I'll give you a present. If you give me a present, it's not a trick. I, I, really, I'm not going to blow you up. I just want to give you this gift. Like how sketchy did that sound? <laughs> Like, you just see this German guy, like, running with a box. He's, like, running across no man's land, like, hey, Merry Christmas! <laughs> that was probably, like, are we just going to let him over here? But, for real, it was, it was a Christmas truce. They were like, we won't kill any of your guys on Christmas if you won't kill any of ours. So they actually were like, they were playing soccer in no man's land. Some guys really did pass out gifts. <clears throat> I don't even know, like, like, hey, I got a PS4. <laughs> like, <laughs> what gift were you? <clears throat> now, okay, I can imagine there were some pretty cool, like, uh, I, know, so in, I know in Vietnam they had uh, Zippo lighters. I don't know when those were invented. But, like, guys would pass, you know, they could trade, like, little, little things like that. That would be kind of cool. If your grandpa came back from war and was like, so on Christmas, this German guy gave me this German lighter and I gave him a rigged pack of cigarettes <laughs> or something. He like takes one out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> literally, like how scary would that have been? I'd be like, you take one first. <laughs> but it was, it was a peaceful day, okay? And some, some of the guys didn't like it. I mean, some, I mean, I would have been like, we're just going to accept presents from the bad guys? We've been shooting each other for years. Why? So, um, Christmas Day, and then, uh, you know, they're like, all right, guys, good night, Merry Christmas, whatever. And then they wake up, and they're like, ah, and literally just kept fighting. I don't even know how, like... That would mess me up. I'd be like, I'm getting my lighter back. <laughs> like, how could you do that? You just played soccer with that guy. And now you're just going to, like, plink him in the face? Like, but, but, the point is, 
Again, thank you for not interrupting about the history. Maybe I embellished. Maybe I didn't. Um, this was an example of peace. Peace. It was, it was, uh, it was harmony. What is peace? And it's specifically in this context. This context is speaking about harmony between individuals, okay? So um, that, that was an example of, of harmony. At that point, their goal was not to advance Germany's cause. It was not to advance Britain's cause. It was to celebrate Christmas as humans. That was their, that was literally their common goal and they could all accomplish it together. They all had harmony. Just they had peace by accomplishing the goal of celebrating Christmas. Okay. How, I mean, that's a pretty cool story, right? So peace in this context, and I'm talking about from Galatians, all right, the, the word in Greek that he used for peace is talking about peace. It's talking about harmony among individuals. So in like people, uh, it's interpersonal relationships. So it's not talking about like the peace of God where you're like anxious and then you're like, it's, it's not that peace. <clears throat> um, Ephesians 2, 14 through 15. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united the Jews and the Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between the Jews and the Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Next verse. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Okay? <clears throat> Lots of words. The point is, at the time, there were the Jewish people and Gentiles, everyone who wasn't Jewish, okay? And they were not, they were not cool with each other because the Jews knew the law, all right? And the law was very specific about what you could and could not do. Okay, what is clean and what is unclean. All right? The Gentiles didn't have the same moral code as the Jews. So the Jews looked at the Gentiles like they were very dirty, very unclean. Okay? And the Jews were like, but we're good. We have to stay away from them. That's why in the Good Samaritan story, that's why the, the, the people kept walking around the man who was on the ground because he was unclean, right? But what was the right thing to do in that situation? Right, that's the point. Helping a person, helping a human who needs help is the right thing to do. Touching their body, according to the laws, would have made them unclean, but that's because they missed the whole point. They were following the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. Right? God wants us to love one another. So walking past a person in, in need, is, that wasn't the right call. So we'll go back to this verse. So this is, this is an example of, the, of that peace. Okay, Christ has made it to where we can have peace with others. 
It says that he broke down that wall of hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles. So <clears throat> he's saying they can be in harmony now. They can live in harmony. And what does that mean? They, he created a new people from the two groups. He's literally saying, okay, great. You were a Jew. You were a Gentile. Doesn't matter. Are you a Christian? If you are, then it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile because you're a new thing. Don't worry about being a Jew or a Gentile. You're a Christian, right? You're a Christ follower. So you don't need to worry. You don't need to keep causing this hostility. You don't need to be so mad at everyone else. Just you're a Christ follower. So follow Christ. Don't worry about your previous allegiance. This is what makes me really, really mad about, and I believe it grieves the heart of God, actually, when Christians say, I'm whatever race, whatever sexual orientation, Christian. I'm a black gay Christian. It's like you, you, put, you put two categories before Christian. Paul is saying, no, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or Asian, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. If you're a Christian, you're a new thing. You're new. So it doesn't matter what race, which, by the way, race, there's only one, guys. There's only one race. Human. Human. And it, that is absolutely biblical. If you want to talk about it, we can. But, uh... Our culture is absolutely confused right now, okay? Racism should not even be a thing. It's really dumb. But it exists and we need to know how to deal with it. But Paul is saying that Christ literally destroyed that wall of hostility. We don't need to worry about pointing out the differences between us. If you're a Christian, you're a Christian. So follow Christ, live how he wants you to live. And forget, forget your past. Forget what you used to care about. Forget what you used to put all your identity in. Because your new identity is in Christ. Right? This world will never have true peace until Jesus is on the throne. Now, is Jesus on the throne of heaven? Yeah. Nothing can take Jesus off his throne, okay? But, is he on the throne of earth? No, I mean, we have presidents, we have governors, um, we have prime ministers, we have people who are in power. And then on top of that, we know that Satan is obviously running rampant and doing like whatever he wants on earth. So right now, Jesus is allowing this to go on. He's not being the the king that's like shutting everything down because he's in charge. He's allowing it for a time. So this world will never know true peace until Jesus has, he's in full control. He takes back full control. He's on the throne of this earth. But believers are capable of living peacefully because of the Holy Spirit within us. Okay? And this is what the fruit of the Spirit is talking about. This is what it's saying. Live peacefully among one another. So Christians should be people who are causing peace is what it means, y'all. That's what it means. Peace is a choice. Again, 
This world right now, is, it's baiting. It's baiting us. It's trying to get us angry. Every question has some sort of like antagonistic side that's like trying to, that's trying to get you to be mad. Right? There's so much fighting in the world. Christians are called to live peacefully. They're called to actually bring peace, bring about peace. And guess what? That means not getting offended. That's so hard to do. Is it, I mean, raise your hand. Is it, is it hard to not get offended? How many of you think it's hard to not get offended? I get it, okay? It, it can be really, really difficult because some people can, especially... How many of you guys have gotten in like long Facebook or Instagram comment wars where you're just like going back and forth with people? Oh my, oh my gosh. Not, not, okay, one. No, no, don't put your hand down. This is not, this is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just asking. Thank you, Cobb. Thank you. You have, I promise. Sid, okay. Sid, what were you, what were you going at? What were you and the person going back and forth about? It was like talking about like, hey, shh. Yeah, I get it. Cobb, you don't remember? remember. You're just, just. I read through comment boards and then like certain people's messages. Okay, see, so yeah, you're it trying to. Shut up, yeah, <laughs> no shut up. Inhale or exhale. But I know, I know, that's exactly what you're saying. Huh? Inhale, inhale, then exhale, or exhale, then inhale. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> so breathe in, then breathe out. Or breathe out, then breathe in. Inhale. Hey, the Bible answers that. God breathed into man. <gasps> Boom. I told you. I you told you. Opposite. You were the opposite. No, you were the opposite. Hey, guys, guess what? Doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but, look, guys, I've, I've, gotten, I've, gotten into a, I've gotten in a few squabbles, okay? couple of tiffs. All right. Um, no one ever changes anyone's mind. Okay. I've never seen it. I've never seen someone be like, you know what? Everything I've said thus far has been from a place of ignorance and possibly insecurity. You thank you for pointing that out. I'm sorry. Never seen that before. It's like, you're an idiot. And they break their computer. So they get the last word. They're like, ah, I win. And they're like, Mom, I need a new computer. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've been in a couple of, couple of uh, tips, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've never broken my computer. Um, <coughs> like out of anger? Have I ever broken... I don't think so. <coughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I... Hey, guys. Shh. <coughs> shh, shh. <coughs> oh, dang it. <coughs> I'm like, shh. <coughs> Stop. <coughs> Sorry. That's awful. Okay. So, but peace is a choice. Like, so, people go on various social media sites or whatever and just start fighting. 
They're like, you know what? Uh, I got an hour. You suck. <laughs> and then you just see that little, now Facebook has a, has a feature where the little dots pop up and it just says someone is typing and you're yes. like, bring it. What's up? Who's someone? Oh, you want to go, Aunt Jen? Let's go. <laughs> right? They just sent you a reverse card image. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, reverse. I mean, it, people literally just have some time, I guess. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I don't know why you would actually spend a significant amount of time or mental energy in, in doing this. And as I say that, I've I've done it. Um, and it's, it's just dumb, okay? It's not, it's not beneficial. All right, please learn from me. There, there really is no point in doing it. All right, there, there's no point. Now, there is sometimes when maybe stepping in to just be like, well, that was out of pocket and that's my boy. Stop it. All right. Maybe it's like, all right, you're scoring some points with your buddy because you stood up for him on, on Facebook to a stranger. Um, and now he's like, hey, man, thanks for having my back earlier against that troll. Like, <laughs> some, you know, whatever. But the point is, it, it, it really doesn't help, and it definitely does not calm down the situation. People are like, oh, dang it. I don't, I don't know how to respond to this. Attack them. They're just, you're stupid. You're bad. You're an idiot. Like dog water. 1v1 me. Like, that's the thing. So that's actually, hey, this is a great technique, okay? Um, this is also a great way to know when the argument is done. If you have made a point, and I don't mean on Facebook or anything necessarily. I mean in general. If you are arguing or debating with someone. If you have just stated a point and they respond with a personal attack, literally don't say a word, go like this and walk away. Okay? Or you can give them the give them the wave, all right? Because if somebody if if somebody doesn't come back with like an actual intelligent point and they attack you personally, they've not they've got nothing left. They're they're attacking you because that's their way of saying you've won. Now I'm just going to belittle you. All right. So literally just walk away because you won. Okay. That's, that's a great place to stop arguments. You see them on Facebook get way out of hand. People just start throwing personal stuff and you're like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> he just pulled that one out of fifth grade. It's like, remember when you said this? And you're like, no, no. <laughs> it gets real personal and weird. Um, I don't even, I have trolled people, like, just gone at a very stupid, oh, okay. Okay, this is funny, this is funny. So, um, my, my mom, okay, it's my, my mom's on Facebook, and this idiot decides to trash my mom, okay? Okay? I, I'm not gonna, guys, there's a reason your mama jokes, like, Genuinely used to be offensive. Now they're so, so stupid. <laughs> Although, all time, don't, don't correct me. Do not, if I hear anyone say, yo, mama, something, you're going to the back. All right? <laughs> Leaders, listen carefully to the crowd. 
The best your mama joke is your mama's so strong she could drink peanut butter. Guys, think about that. Think about what kind of monster could just go. I mean, like, <laughs> that, I mean, it, okay, just think about like a cookout milkshake with a straw. This straw like collapses, right? Imagine some animal with just like, just drinking peanut butter, right? That, so anyway, that's my favorite one ever. Um, but this guy like came at my mom on Facebook about something stupid and he had made a mask. So this was during COVID. He had made a mask out of underwear. Okay? So he had done this thing where he like, he, he like tied, he tied it to where it was just, it, it was like compression shorts. And it's like one leg was on his head and one leg was over his face. And so uh, one of my mom's students commented and was like, he was being sarcastic right out the gate, but he was like pushing back against the guy. I was like, hold up, hold up. His name's Zach. I'm like, the, the guy who was helping my mom. I was like, Zach, hold on, dude. Maybe if we made masks out of underwear, we would have some higher knowledge too. <laughs> and so now it would add nothing to do with the argument. I was just going right at how dumb this guy looked, right? So it totally, totally just messing with them. Did not advance the conversation. Definitely didn't bring peace and wasn't very nice, okay? But he came at my mom. So that's, that's my justification, all right? So in, in today's day and age, you can comment whatever behind a screen. You can say whatever you want without any consequences, really. You can block people. They can't message you back, whatever. It used to be if you had something to say to someone, you would say it to their face. And if they liked it, they would have a conversation. If they didn't like it, you would be hit. That's, that's how things used to be. You couldn't walk up to someone. You couldn't walk up to someone and say something unbelievably offensive and then be like, have a good day. They would be like, uh, so we're doing this now or parking lot? Like, what's up? That's why smaller people did not insult larger people. Because the larger person would then... No. Obliterate the small person. So, hey, here's the, here's the whole point of that entire diatribe. Peace is a choice. We have to elect. We have to choose to not be offended. We have to choose to not troll people, even if it looks like they deserve it. All right, we, <clears throat> but in our flesh, we really want to. In our flesh, it's, it's hard to not do that. It takes a person who is controlled by the Holy Spirit to bring about peace, right? I mean, I, that, I, I just said that. It, it takes, to be at peace with people, it takes spirit control. Now, believers, to be at peace with one another should be really easy. The Holy Spirit within me and the Holy Spirit within you should cause us to be at peace, but our flesh gets in the way, right? Mm -hmm. But what about believers and unbelievers? So I have the Holy Spirit within me telling me to be at peace, telling me to, to bring about peace, but that person has no Holy Spirit. It's just them. 
they're trying to start something with me. That's hard to do. But we're, we're called to make peace. We are. I know it's hard to do, guys, but that's, that's the reality of it. Is it impossible? No, not if you have the Holy Spirit, which is the point. If you have the Holy Spirit, you can do it. All right? Look at what's going on in the world. And specifically your world, all right? Like your generation. There's, so much, there's a lot of hate, lots of injustice. There's violence, and there's anger, and there's bitterness. There's no forgiveness. There's fighting. There's hostility. The list goes on and on, right? All of those things are like the opposite of peace. And why do you think that is? Why? Because the world's not run by God. Right, the world is not run by God. Another way of saying, the world is not full of the Holy Spirit. Guys, and, and the reason that I set up this entire sermon series with what the fruits of the Spirit are and, and why we're going to do this is because I get the question a lot, like, how do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm a believer? And hey, listen to me very carefully. Look at me. Everyone look up. Hey, just because you prayed a prayer, just because you prayed a prayer, all right, does not mean that you're saved. Does everyone understand that? The Bible does not say if you repeat after the pastor these words, the sinner's prayer is not found in Scripture. What happens in Scripture when somebody accepts Jesus is they fall to their knees, recognize their need for a Savior, recognize how broken and sinful they are, and they look to God and say, save me. What do I have to do? What, what do I need to get rid of? And he says, forget everything and follow me. And they're like, okay, what's up? And they follow Jesus. That's what believers do. Okay, and so now listen to me. Here's, I'm not saying that praying the prayer doesn't mean anything. Because the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. So when I got saved, when I first believed in Jesus... I confessed, I told him, I, Jesus, I need a savior, right? In that moment, I was just telling him what my heart had already believed, okay? So that prayer is only a reflection of what's going on inside. If you've only repeated the words just because, I can't judge your heart, but I also cannot say with 100% certainty that you're going to heaven, you have got to believe genuinely that Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God, God himself, came to earth, lived the perfect life that you were supposed to live but couldn't. He died the death that you deserved, the painful death on the cross. And then he rose again from the dead, conquering death, which you never could have done. He, he did that for you. And if you believe that, you genuinely believe that, then you're saved. But I can't make that call for you. And just because you do all the right stuff, just because you say all the right stuff, you go to church, you read the Bible, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. 
So even if I were to be like, oh, that guy? Yeah, for sure. I've talked to him. He said he's a believer. Great guy. He is helping me out all the time. Don't take my word for it. Based on what I see, okay, yeah, I think you're a good kid. But what I think doesn't matter. Does your life exhibit the fruits of the Spirit? All of them. And guys, look, we all mess up. Like I said, I've trolled people. I have not been a peacemaker. I've messed up. But guys, if you cannot say that you have experienced love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control, if you have like none of those things, is the Holy Spirit, here's the thing, if the Holy Spirit is within you, you're going to exhibit those things. But if you don't exhibit any of them, logic would say you don't have the Holy Spirit, which is to say you're not saved. This is not my call to make. It's between you and God. But please do not make the mistake of thinking that just because you prayed a prayer or maybe even just because you were baptized, that is what saved you. If you are saved, your life will look like the life of a believer. Which is to say the fruits of the Spirit will come about from your life. And if that's not happening, please look at yourself. Look at yourself and reflect. That is why we're doing this sermon series. Because I want you to know what each one looks like. I want you to know what each fruit of the Spirit looks like so you can be like, okay... I have literally never done that. He, he explained it for an hour, and I know that I've never done that. I, I want you guys to be completely clear as to what we're talking about, okay? So if your life looks more like this, lots of hate. Maybe you're treating people unjustly. You're a violent, angry, bitter person. You don't forgive easily. Someone makes you mad, someone does something you think is wrong, cut them off. Got nothing to say to you. If you're fighting, if you're just hostile towards everyone, like I said, these are the opposite of peace. Look at your life. What does it look like? Does it look like this or is it peaceful? Matthew 5, 9. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God wants peace. He wants peace, but... The flesh and the spirit are waging war against each other. And until he comes back and removes every piece of sin, that peace will not happen here. Guys, God blesses those who work for peace. That's what we're supposed to do. Don't you want to be in harmony with others? Guys, just think. Your parents... You, are, you hate going home because you absolutely cannot stand being around your parents. Or you absolutely cannot stand being around your siblings. Just kidding. You can't, you can't stand it. Maybe it's all their fault. Okay? Maybe some of you are thinking like, uh, yeah, I hate going home, but that's not on me. When I go home, people just ask me to do stuff. 
Come on. I go home and I got to do like chores. Why? Like, chill, okay? You can do chores. Maybe your brothers and sisters really annoy you. Sorry. That's how it is. That's literally how it is. Every human relationship has various struggles, okay? You got to get over it. You're never going to meet a person that you agree with 100% of the time. It takes work on your part. One of the things I hate the most, hey, 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 look up. One of the things I cannot stand is when people tell me, they're like, I walk right by her, she didn't even say hi. Can't stand that. And I'm like, fair enough. Counterpoint, you walked right by her and didn't say hi. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if we're using that as justification, like, she doesn't like me. She walked right by me, didn't even say hi. I'm like, do you think maybe she's thinking about you the same way? She walked by me and didn't even say hi. You can, I can say she walked by me and didn't say hi. You don't even know which one I'm talking about. They just kept passing each other and not saying anything to each other because neither one is choosing to start being nice. You're waiting on the other person, right? Don't do that. Live in harmony with folks. If you got problems, if you know that you got an issue with somebody, or maybe they have an issue with you, just talk to them. How many of you, that absolutely just terrifies you? Like if you know that somebody, and like you and somebody aren't cool, my advice to you is, well, go talk to them about it. How many of you are like, no? It's okay, raise your hand, raise your hand. I just, I just wanna know. All right, remind me to never cross any of you. <laughs> Guys, first of all, just a heads up, if I say something or do something that offends you and you're never going to tell me about it, I could be like, what's up, Lexi? And she just walks by and I'm like, can someone tell me what that was? <laughs> I'll be like, hey, your sister totally ignored my high five. I did a backflip right before it. I'd made a scene. She didn't high five me, so everyone looked. Did I do something? Like, I don't want to have to talk to someone else to figure out what I did to someone else. Just talk to, just talk to people, okay? Just be willing to start it. Guys, that's a part. Hey, sh- that is a part of being a peacemaker, Having hard conversations, doing the difficult thing and maybe initiating that, that's a part of being a peacemaker. And if you're, if you're a believer, if you say that you have Jesus within you, that's your job. Sorry to break it to you, but it's your job. Are you sick of constantly struggling with people? I, okay, and look, I'm not calling out anyone in this room, all right? I'm not, I promise I just need, just hear me out. I cannot stand when people say, well, I just don't like people. So that's why. I I can't, hey, no pointing. I can't, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Guys, 
if you don't like people, you're going to be lonely. Because if you're not a nice person, people don't, they don't hang out with not nice people. And if you're a Christ follower, guess what? What is, what is the last thing Jesus said as he was going up into heaven? What's Braden? Yeah, and what do you make disciples out of? People. How are you going to be a Christian who doesn't like people? Did Jesus love people? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Guys, Jesus loved people and still loves them unconditionally. So how are you going to call yourself a Christian, someone who has the Holy Spirit within you, but you hate people. That just means, okay, please, again, forgive me if you feel called out, but I'm not calling anyone out. I'm stating it how it is. That means you're bad at being social. That's what that means. Get over it. You have the Holy Spirit. You're able to. But don't just sit there saying, yeah, I hate people. Because meanwhile, some folks are going to hell. Guys, There are people dying and literally going to be separated from God forever. And because you don't like people, you're not going to give them the gospel? That is not what a person indwelt with the Holy Spirit would do. That's not. Please do not be that way. And if you are that way, again, reflect. Is the Holy Spirit working through me? Madison. People like to be around people that like to talk to them. But when people are around people that don't talk, they're like, why aren't they talking to me? Yeah. Now, look, guys, silence, some solitude, it's nice. Yeah. But get out of it. COVID? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to be around folks? Yikes. That got me. That was terrible, okay? We need people. All right, shh, shh. If you're sick of being in, in, in disunity and, and uh, you're struggling with people, just make peace with them. Here's the thing, y'all. Before you can be at peace with other people, you must be at peace with God. This is true. This is true. Those who have the Holy Spirit will exhibit peace, which means those who don't have the Holy Spirit will not. That's why the world looks the way it looks right now, right? Because it doesn't have the spirit. God created you to be in a relationship with him, to be at peace with him. He literally just walked around in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, y'all. Just like tossing some really good fruit. They're just like, so God, what's up? No, I got you. He transcends it all. What's above God? I don't know. Nothing. But like, how do you, when there's literally no other people on the planet, it's you, your wife and God. You're just like, what, like, what do you, what do you talk about? He's like, guys, you're going to learn about these things called black. I mean, you're not gonna, you're great, 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 great grandkids. We're going to learn about black holes. It's going to blow their mind. And they're like, cool. Like, what did Adam and Eve even talk to God about, right? 
He's like, oh, don't eat that tree. They're like, bet. (laughs) But guys, they were at peace with God. They were just walking in relationship with God. But because of their sin, and now don't think of Adam and Eve. Think about you. You were designed to be in a relationship with God, but because of your sin, you broke it. You broke the relationship. You're not at peace with God. Which means that we are doomed to experience God's least known attribute and his least liked and his least talked about attribute. It's his wrath. God is love. But God is holy. Which means he cannot be in the presence of unrepentant sin. The definition of wrath, it's just the dictionary definition, all right? This isn't even from the Bible. Strong, vengeful anger or indignation. Retributory punishment for an offense or a crime. Guys, we've all committed an offense. We've all committed a crime against God by sinning, by messing up. He said, do this, and we did the other thing. That's sin. Guys, strong, vengeful anger or indignation. Does that sound like, uh, you know, the Lamb of God, Jesus? No. That's because the world has watered down who Jesus is. Jesus absolutely is the Lamb of God, but he is absolutely the Lion of Judah. He absolutely is a warrior king who fights for his people and fights for his children. And those who rejected him will not be in his presence for eternity. God has wrath. And the people who reject him in this life will experience the fullness of his wrath forever. His anger, his indignation, guys. And those people that you refuse to share the gospel with, those are the ones who are going to experience this. Think about that next time you hesitate to share the gospel because you hate people. For years, people tried making sacrifices and doing things to mend the broken relationship with God. Maybe this will appease God. This is the nicest bull I have ever seen. Maybe if I sacrifice it, I won't go to hell. Sorry. That wasn't good enough. There was only one that was good enough. Nothing they ever did was enough. So God sent his son, Jesus, as the final perfect sacrifice to allow you back. The only way that peace could ever be made was if Jesus, God himself, died for you as the last sacrifice. No more sacrifices need to be made because Jesus was the perfect one, the final one. So now, even though you were God's enemy, he still died for you so that you could be at peace with him. The Bible says that. Like, while we were enemies of God, it doesn't mean like, hey, God, you know what? I really appreciate your offer of peace in the garden and stuff. I'm just going to choose this, all right? So you just stay over there, and I'll stay over here doing my thing. No, there, there is no like neutral party towards God. It's either you are for God or you are against God. Do you realize that today? 
You are either for God or against God. There is no middle ground. He died for you so that you could come back to his side. So if you want this peace with God, repent of your sin. You're not only saying I'm sorry, you're turning away. You're turning away from that sin saying, all right, I'm done. That life doesn't work. I just want you. I I leave it all for you. You repent of your sin, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. And remember, it's not about saying the words. It's about repenting and believing. Okay? So with that, everybody bow your heads, close your eyes for me.